tonight I want to explore uh, something which has the potential to make you really happy. Probably the most uh, beautiful and powerful resource we have as human beings. And that is, in Tibetan it's called Seva. So sometimes it's good to play a bit with, with a word uh, you don't know what it means. So tonight I will use, uh, I think, a few times this word, Seva. And Seva is uh, the Tibetan word for describing the potential for warmth and tenderness in your heart. Trungpa Rinpoche, a Tibetan teacher, calls it uh, the, soft, your, the soft spot in your heart. The soft spot in your heart. So it is the, it is the seed from which then love grows and compassion grows and then finally bodhicitta grows, the, the awakened heart. So seva is is an experience, it's it's a visceral, a visceral experience, a somatic experience. In the Tantric teaching it is described as a function of the subtle energy body. And it just feels good. It feels so good. And it is uh, a powerful medicine. I give you an example of Tseva. Uh, this morning I was uh, traveling in a bus and there was a mother and, and uh, a baby, maybe six months old. And, uh, and the baby was looking around. I mean, that's already is probably <laughs> enough reason for Tseva to arise. Yeah? But then that baby spotted this old woman. And somehow, you know, babies have this connection with some people and with some not, and you, you never understand why. <laughs> but, and this baby started to smile. And, uh, uh, and, and then I looked at this old woman, kind of a bit, she looked a bit torn or bitter. And, and she smiled back and then, then she started to get tears in her eyes. And then the baby looked at me. <laughs> 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 and then at other people and then look back to this woman and then <laughs> <laughs> so that is seva and it is a, it is an inborn potential we all have it's nothing we need to create so neuropsychologically, they are connected with what is called the mirror neurons. Yeah. 
and it seems to be almost undestroyable. I say almost because you know it's difficult to say, to make like fundamentalistic statements. Just I, I say almost just to be on the safe side. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have a sense uh, that it is indestructible in people. Or Tungpa Rinpoche says, everyone loves something, even if it's only tortillas. <laughs> And uh, I, I worked uh, some years in a, in a mental hospital on a, on a closed ward uh, with very, very, uh, very, uh, uh, how to say, uh, with, with people in, really in crisis and, you know, and there were people who had done horrible things because they were not able to feel empathy. But even in, in all of them, I found something. I could see they, could, they, they took care of a plant or, or they had a little animal at home or uh, they had some fond memories uh, of, of a moment in their life where they received seva. And if you if you read um, about you know stories from people who have gone through horrible times and who are in horrible environments, and then when you read how also in this environment Seva survives, people continue to look after each other even in a concentration camp. You find Seva. And for sure, you also find savor in the people who worked in the concentration camp. Not maybe in their work, but then maybe in their family. So, this uh, it is a powerful source we all have. There is a one of my teachers. Ribo Rinpoche. He passed away a few years ago. He was one of these uh, old uh, Tibetan lamas who were still trained in Tibet. And he spent about 20 years in uh, Chinese concentration camps with uh, incredible conditions. Many people, many, many people died in these concentration camps, and they tortured. And, uh, and uh, he emerged out of this time as the most gentle, tender, and kind person I've ever met in my life. He was actually the first one where I felt a sense of taking my heart out of my chest and give it into his warm, loving hands and say, here, take care of that. You can do that better than me. <laughs> that was the feeling. There is some people who have, you know, who kind of ooze tseva. Yeah. It's like a force field. When, when you enter that, you can feel it. 
And it's not, nothing what it's nothing which your rational mind can grasp. But you recognize it. You recognize seva and you respond to seva. Animals respond to seva. Children. So this man, uh, he, uh, he uh, in a in a conversation, uh, he was asked in this in that time if he was ever afraid in this twenty years, or it was more like saying you you must have been afraid a lot. And then his answer was, yes, sometimes I had the fear that I would lose my seva towards the Chinese. That was his fear. Because he had experienced and understood that seva is the most precious. And if you lose seva, then you lose contact with seva. As I said, you can't really lose lose it. If if there is no seva in your life, then your life has no meaning. Because it it is seva which gives meaning to your life. Expressing seva and receiving seva. What, what do you think you will contemplate at the end of this life? Probably something around that. Did I express the seva which I carry in my heart? Was I courageous to express seva in my work, in my art, in my relationships? And it is available in any moment, in any situation, as, as we, as we you know, if you read, for example, the book of Viktor Frankl, uh, who, who is, uh, uh, he started a, a psychotherapeutic school and he was uh, in, in a German concentration camp. And he wrote this book, The Search for Meaning, it's called. A beautiful book about exactly that, how Seva survives and how Seva made the time he experienced in the concentration camp meaningful. And how it was Seva which made him not lose hope. (coughs) So in a crisis, you experience, and we all experience crisis all the time. We all experience transition, transitions all the time, and we experience sickness, old age, and death, or a crisis in another person. What is a really valid response to a situation like this? It is to ask the question: How can I bring more seva into this? Into this, into what is happening, into the internal situation with myself, 
or in the external situation, in the in the divorce or in the attack or in the criticism? How can I bring seva into the violence, into my own violence and into, into the violence around me? That is our only hope. If, 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 if you want to stop to add to the violence in this world, then it does not make sense to march for peace with violence. It makes only sense to march for peace with seva. If you want to save animals, it does not make sense to fight for animal rights. What you need is seva, and then you fight. Seva is a resource which is available to you in any moment. And you have and you have received seva, otherwise you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have survived the first five years of your life or even more without seva. We have received seva and it's all around. I mean, you just need to drive on a bus to Copenhagen, make a seva tour. <laughs> it's so beautiful, and it's so beautiful that in Copenhagen you see so 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 many children, you know, like the um, this you know the kindergartens who go out. You know, they don't do that in other countries because they're so afraid. You know? So you find you see this big big things with four children in it, yeah? <laughs> and these are like seva bombs. Yeah? <laughs> it's like. You know, probably they do more for the health of the Copenhagen population than the psychiatrists. You know, the, the, the seva bombs. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So, of course, sometimes it feels like there is not much seva in your life. Uh, but there is so much. There's always kindness. There's always kind people. There's kind people around you. Just sit on a park, park bench. So what I want to uh, talk a bit about is how to How to water tseva, it's, it's like a seed, how to water tseva. And if there's time also how we, how we manage to disconnect from tseva, or how we manage to not prioritize it. Why? Why is it that we don't prioritize it? And instead we prioritize to be productive, competitive, 
So, in our first meditation now, I, I, I would like to, after some time of shifting and reconnecting, I would like to invite you into uh, some of the seva situations. So, that you might, that you might get a taste of uh, what is meant with seva. Now, one important thing with seva is, you can't force it to come out. And you can't, and it is more than, there's more to seva than the cognitive level. So, if with the offer I make, you know, so, you, you feel like, wow, nothing is happening, or it's difficult for me, just relax. So that, that's the most important, so to, to stay relaxed. And you know, in the Tibetan tradition, sometimes seva is symbolized by this beautiful, precious, shy deer, which lives in the mountains. And it blends in into the landscape, so, so you don't see it. The tenderness, the softness, it hides because it's afraid. So, and the hunters who want to catch the deer, they, 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 they can't, no, you can't force Seva to come forth. You can't use force. You can't use force to, to, to open the softness in your heart, the tenderness in your heart, the soft spot in your heart. This is not going to work. That's why often when people do loving-kindness meditation, you know, using cognitive, the cognitive level, nothing is happening. Because they try to force this shy deer out of the mountains with force. So it is, uh, it is uh, something else is needed. And maybe tonight we can explore a bit what is needed so that this beautiful, soft deer in your heart comes out, shines, comes to the foreground. So let's uh, sit quietly for a while, if you make yourself comfortable. And then uh, it might help if you close your eyes. If that is not helpful, then you leave your eyes open and relaxed with a soft gaze. And then you just notice what happens when you start to pay more attention to your inner life and to your body. 
And maybe by my talking about seva, some movement already happened. So with the in-breath, I invite you to slide with your awareness, with your attention into the body, even down into your feet. And then with the out-breath, if possible, you release some of the effort, some of the tension, some of the doing. So that slowly you slide into being here. And befriending your own energy. And of course, thoughts continue to arise, and that's fine, there's space for that. But keep on emphasizing a bit the in-breath and sliding into the body, and befriending, attending. And then with the out-breath, softening. in the belly, in the shoulders, and in the face. Right now there's nothing for you to think about, so maybe it's possible to unhook from thinking a bit. And bring the breath and your own energy, the sensations in your body, to the foreground. The feeling of aliveness. And if you get entangled in the commentary and the judgments, drop back into the body. And nothing is excluded. Returning, returning and resting. Give yourself the permission for a few moments to do nothing.
and returning, resting, And then I invite you to connect with two, three situations in your life, maybe recent, maybe longer ago, where you were the recipient of seva, of care, of warmth, of concern, of friendship. So just without thinking hard, see if you can remember a situation where a friend gave you a genuine hug or a stranger helped you. Where you felt the warmth of being understood and seen and accepted. See if you can remember the warmth of that moment, the relaxation. So you use a bit the cognitive level, mental images, and talk, but then notice how it feels, what the visceral experience is. Of being looked at with a loving gaze, of receiving a genuine gift. A friend who really steps in and helps you moving or helps you in a difficult situation. Or maybe you remember person being in the presence of a person who is strong in strong connection with Seva. A mentor or 
a therapist, a friend. Maybe you remember a situation from childhood, feeling safe in the lap of your mother or your grandmother, or being held by your father. And I invite you to be curious around the visceral, visceral experience. And it's not necessarily in the heart for everyone. It could be in the solar plexus or throughout the whole body, in your hands and your face. So where do you feel seva when it's being presented to you. Maybe you notice it is also a bit difficult. Receiving Seva. And it can be little things. When did the last time someone made food for you? As I said, we can't force anything. It's a shy deer. In the Tibetan connect, uh, tradition, we connect with seva through the presence of our masters of our teachers, like the Dalai Lama, the Buddha.
so the emphasi- emphasizing the energetic aspect of seva. Breathing. So, and then in the second part of this meditation, this meditation stepping into the tender heart, I invite you to. Remember situations where you gave seva. Where you cooked for someone. Where you felt warmth and care and tenderness to your dog, to your children, to your friends to your clients. To a stranger. So see if in a gentle way you can remember moments like this. How does it feel? Where in your body do you feel seva? Maybe you can remember a situation where you express seva and nobody knows about it. But you came from seva and you know it. So your ego didn't claim it. It was a genuine expression of tseva. And we are talking about little things here. Maybe recently you experienced Seba by reading a book or watching a movie.
which are the people in your life which makes it easier for you to connect with your seva, where it's quite natural. If you have a dog then, or a cat, they are so wonderful for that. connect you with Seva. That's why people have pets. Could be that's one of the main reasons why people have children. So this meditation of stepping into the tenderness of your heart, the purpose is to familiarize yourself, your, your nervous system, with the energy of seva. To soak it in, to soak seva in, even if it's just a little bit. Uh, we are not looking for great experiences here. Siva is a shy deer. It's not a blissful kundalini orgasmic experience. the softness, the warmth in your heart, in your belly, in your hands, taking care of a plant, making a meal with seva. singing a song with seva. making a gift with Seva. So, and then for a few more minutes I invite you to just sit in the aftermath feeling the aliveness in the body
and nothing is excluded. You just notice. So, as always, this this kind this kind of meditation, they they might not be helpful for everyone. If it was helpful, if you felt you could connect with some warmth and kindness, that's good. If not, then then uh, then you have discovered ah, I need to have something else to make the deer step out. Also it depends of course where you are right now tonight. Maybe you needed something else. Maybe you are someone who actually needs to be in the presence of the dog. So before the break I want to talk a bit about how to water the seed of seva. How to encourage the deer to step out, this shy deer. And one of the most important ingredients here is intention. To have the intention to prioritize seva, to understand that it is an incredible resource you have. To see the importance, to make a decision, a commitment, And it's difficult in a culture where there's other, uh, there's other priorities. Seva might even be seen in some environment as weakness or as uh, being, you know, cheesy, too soft. No, sometimes. Sometimes even doctors get the instruction, don't show your seva, be professional. It's dangerous. Seva is dangerous. 
you need to keep a distance. Try to sell seva to managers. It's, it's starting to happen because there's a lot of studies now about the importance for leaders of empathy, of they don't call it empathy, they call it social awareness or something like that. <laughs> so you need to find other words. And then you need to convince them that it is good for business. And it is. Probably some of you have seen this TED talk about the power of vulnerability. So that's connected with that. So that's the vulnerability of Seva. We make ourselves vulnerable, of soft, we put down the guards. So this intention, that's that's I think the main the the main objective this evening, to kind of bring seva into into your into your attention and the preciousness of seva. And if you are you know, if you are scientific minded, you know, read about it. If you are what? If you are scientific minded, okay. you no. Know, some people they need scientific research uh, to prove that it is good to be kind. (laughs) (laughs) That it is good for your health, for your relationships, for your business, for your productivity, for your creativity, for the team, for your company. And there's plenty of research like that. And it will be, it will getting, it will get even more so. After the mindfulness wave, now comes the kindness wave. <laughs> of course, you need also, uh, you, you need to uh, know the intention needs to connect, be connected with your own experience. So that was a bit of the purpose of this meditation, stepping into the tenderness of your heart. You need to experience the difference of bringing seva in a situation or being bringing bringing seva into a situation, internal or external, or bringing violence into a situation, internally or externally. You need to feel the difference. You need to understand and, and, and nurture the intention to prioritize. Maybe, maybe it's like number one, number one in your life. Could be, would make sense. Oh, this, probably you, you have read this quote of His Holiness, yeah? my religion is kindness, so my religion is seva. That's what is translated as kindness there. There's an important text in the Indian tradition, and then the Tibetans, they, they um, 
they they I mean they are they, they are Tibetan Buddhism is based on Indian Buddhism by the Master Shantakirti. It's a text around wisdom. It's about wisdom. This text, and this text starts with which it starts with homage to Seva. And then the rest of the text is about wisdom. I will talk a bit about the break. After the break, I will talk a bit about how one of the factors to make the deer come forth is wisdom. But the, so intention. So when you when you no, you are. We are complex beings, and in each moment, many subconscious internal processes, they compete with each other to come forth. And one of the internal subconscious processes, I mean, it's different from person to person and situation to situation, but one of these processes is to find mistakes, to look for what is threatening, to be suspicious. And then if a, a process like this, an internal process, comes to the foreground, this process takes on the I-head. You know what I mean? A process taking on the I-head? Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, some people describe these processes as sub-personalities. And uh, no, I, I like to think them of them as a spaceship team. Yeah? I came up with this image m many years ago when I was a, a monk. I, I saw this serious uh, spaceship voyager, yeah? which it's the story about this spaceship which was thrown out somewhere like, I mean, like incredible far away. And the series is about this quite small spaceship with the team to come back home. So now, so, so I, I used that I used that as an image, and it, it came back tonight. So, the you no know, all the actually these subconscious processes which are happening all the time, actually each of them wants to bring you home. Actually, each of them wants to make you happy. And, and at one point, they had their value. For example, the, the subconscious process of avoiding difficult feelings. And at one point, you had to develop this process, and it was an intelligent thing to do to survive, because actually the feelings you had at that moment, as a child, were too overwhelming. You had to protect yourself in that moment. It was very intelligent that you did that. Praise to that little girl, to that little boy. But now you need to outgrow that. So how, and this outside of your control. No, you can't decide, okay, I want, to, I want to have this mental process, having the I hat. Being in charge, 
it's not it's out of control otherwise you know you would just say okay i want to put the eye hat on the grateful person because that fit would really feel good so then you decide you put the eye hat on the grateful person you are in charge yes and the anxious person and the critical person and the perfect perfectionistic person you know they can be advisors <laughs> because you can't get rid of them you know, they are in your team and everyone needs to work together so how do you how do you make to how do you make them work together and for one thing one thing is sure force does not work because force leads to resistance force leads to people not joining so one of the ways one important way to join the forces is through intention Another important point here is positive re reinforcement. So when the deer shows up, with it does, it does every day. Every day the deer shows up. I don't know, almost. <laughs> almost every day. Yeah. I guess sometimes it feels it does not show up. Yeah, could be. Yeah, but it could show up every day if we have the intention, if we prioritize this. And when it show when it shows up, you need to positive reinforce it because it's afraid. The deer of Seva is afraid because it had been hurt. It hasn't been seen. It hasn't been encouraged. So how would that look proper, uh, uh, practically? So you set the intention in the morning. Number one today is seva. This is what I'm looking for. This is what is important. And then when it shows us when it peeks out its nose, <laughs> then you say, ah, oh, there you are. How beautiful you are. I'm so happy. You can come out. You are safe. I'm proud of you. You are important. Unfortunately, what often happens, you give it a smack on its little soft nose. And then it's gone for a few days. And, and the one who gives it a snack, the intention of that one is actually to bring you home, to make you happy. 
because it wants to protect you. The one who gives it a smack on a soft nose wants to protect you. It says, you know, don't do this. Do you remember how it was when you were soft, when you were open, when you trusted someone? Don't do this. Don't come out. It's stupid. And, and you can see how, how that, that, that gets the eye hat then. And it comes to the foreground and it rules the show. It sits on the driver's seat. But you want to have Seva sitting. You want to have this little soft deer sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> you don't want to have that mental process of mistrust and fear sitting in the driver's seat. But you need to honor it. And it needs to join. You know? It wants to protect you. And maybe it has some good advice uh, on how to be with Seva in a situation, in a professional situation. So there's appropriate and inappropriate ways to, to share Seva. So I'm not talking about becoming a smiling, uh, smiling idiots. Yeah. <laughs> no. Seva can also be uh, uh, tough and courageous. No. Protecting someone with Seva can be quite, it can be wrathful, it can be, it can be firm. So it's not uh, just smiling, softy, uh, kind of do everything you want uh, with me, kind of. It's not like that. So, and we need to be patient. And we need to really be happy about little movements. Don't expect, ah, the open heart, I'm one with everything and I love with everyone. No. Be, be, uh, be happy about a moment of tenderness you have with your cactus. <laughs> wow, cactus, wow, there, there's a, a flower coming again. I've waited for, for a whole year <laughs> and it's so beautiful. And I, I feel tender about it, yeah? That's, no, that's it. That's beautiful. Soak these moments in. You know, it's called positive reinforcement. That's how you bring, a, 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 you bring one of those uh, subconscious processes into the foreground. You encourage it. But you need to you need to take it you need to you need to make it a priority. To you you need to make it important. It could it could be that reflecting on death can bring some urgency in here. 
this today might be the last day where you can express your seva. Today might be the last day where you are able to receive seva, which is equally beautiful. To receive seva is equally challenging and equally beautiful. So not only you need to prioritize giving seva, but also receiving seva. Open your eyes to the seva around you. And, 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 and when you notice it, you, you, uh, you, um, you give yourself a positive reinforcement. Yeah, by, by pausing, by, by valuing it, by seeing it. by you know by not taking things for granted that you have a tender moment with a friend so you can't push it Seva has its own time. You can't, uh, you know, force it out with some some uh, altered state. Most of the time, of course, like powerful experience of seva, they they are they are valuable, but. This is actually what I'm talking about here is a much more gentle but stable way so that that coming from seva and and uh, embodying seva becomes something really reliable and stable in your life. It's not about like peak experiences. just had the image of a I, I, I forgot the Danish name no these animals who live in the garden who have these needles pinswin well, yeah so no you have you have like a pinswin yeah which is afraid and it's like all and you have it in your hands you know and then you talk with it and and then it and it shows its little nose, you know, like, and you and you and you need to be patient, and you just need to hold it, and you need to wait, and then it opens a bit, and then if you do something or something happens, <laughs> it goes like this. Yeah. So this is like, you know, the talking and encouraging seva. Yeah, you are safe can come out, you're beautiful, I see you, and then and then the pinswin relaxes. And, <laughs> and maybe then you can stroke the little soft belly, which tries to protect, yeah, with this. So and then you just, and then the pinswin is really like <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and nobody can do this for you. People can help you, but, but it, it is each of our job to do this. And we are all different. We are all different traumatized in different ways. For some people it's a bit more easier. For some people it's very, very difficult. Because, you know, the shit some people have experienced in their life is incredible sometimes. But you have to work with what you are, have. That's your kind of the life's journey. And you are not in the right place. We are very fortunate that we can talk like this. And we can... We can... We can explore methods and attitudes which help the idea of seva to come forth and, and, to, and, and, and make seva a really important part of your life. So when you think about the difficult, the edges in your life, we are challenged right now. How can you bring more seva into that? Not figuring things out, that's something else. How can, how can there be more seva right there in that challenge, internal or external challenge? No, sometimes we ask, oh, what can I do? How can I get out of this? What, what do I need to know? Uh, definitely one valid answer to that question is seva. That might not be everything, yeah, but definitely. That is always a valid answer to that question. Oh, what should I do? Can you give me an advice? Seva. 